0: The Christian Atheist is also available on YouTube, and you'll find other great content, including the literature I frequently refer to, on our Simple Gifts podcast. If you find our content helpful, consider supporting us through PayPal at Romans Chapter 5 at Comcast.net. The Dobbs Case Justice Thomas's Concurring Opinion Supreme Court of the United States Thomas E. Dobbs, State Health Officer of the Mississippi Department of Health, and others, petitioners, versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, and others, on writ of certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, June 24, 2022. Justice Thomas, concurring. I join the opinion of the Court because it correctly holds that there is no constitutional right to abortion. Respondents invoke one source for that right. The 14th Amendment's guarantee that no state shall, quote, "deprive any person of life, liberty, or property, without due process of law." End quote. The court well explains why, under our substantive due process precedents, the purported right to abortion is not a form of liberty protected by the due process clause. Such a right is neither, quote, "deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition" nor, quote, implicit in the concept of ordered liberty. Quote, the idea that the framers of the 14th Amendment understood the Due Process Clause to protect a right to abortion is farcical. I write separately to emphasize a second, more fundamental reason why there is no abortion guarantee lurking in the Due Process Clause. Considerable historical evidence indicates that, quote, due process of law, merely required executive and judicial actors to comply with legislative enactments and the common law when depriving a person of life, liberty, or property. Other sources, by contrast, suggest that due process of law prohibited legislatures, quote, from authorizing the deprivation of a person's life, liberty, or property, without providing him the customary procedures to which free men were entitled by the old law of England, end quote. United States vs Vallejo Madero, Justice Thomas concurring either way, the due process clause at most guarantees process. it does not as the court's substantive due process cases suppose quote, forbid the government to infringe certain fundamental liberty interests at all, no matter what process is provided, end quote. as I have previously explained. Substantive due process is an oxymoron that, quote, lacks any basis in the Constitution. Quote, text and history provide little support for modern, substantive due process doctrine. End quote. Quote, the notion that a constitutional provision that guarantees only process before a person is deprived of life, liberty, or property could define the substance of those rights strains credulity for even the most casual user of words. McDonald v. Chicago, Justice Thomas, concurring in part and concurring in judgment. The resolution of this case is thus straightforward. Because the Due Process Clause does not secure any substantive rights, it does not secure a right to abortion. The Court today declines to disturb substantive due process jurisprudence generally, or the doctrine's application in other, specific contexts. Cases like Griswold v. Connecticut, 1965, right of married persons to obtain contraceptives, Lawrence v. Texas, right to engage in private consensual sexual acts, and Obergefell v. Hodges, 2015, right to same-sex marriages, are not at issue. The court's abortion cases are unique and no party has asked us to decide whether our entire 14th Amendment jurisprudence must be preserved or revised. Thus, I agree that nothing in the Court's opinion should be understood to cast doubt on precedents that do not concern abortion. For that reason, in future cases, we should reconsider all of this Court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell, because any substantive due process decision is, quote, demonstrably erroneous, Ramos v. Louisiana, Justice Thomas concurring in judgment. We have a duty to, quote, correct the error established in those precedents. After overruling these demonstrably erroneous decisions, the question would remain whether other constitutional provisions guarantee the myriad rights that our substantive due process cases have generated. For example, we could consider whether any of the rights announced in this Court's substantive due process cases are, quote, privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, end quote, protected by the 14th Amendment. To answer that question, we would need to decide important antecedent questions including whether the Privileges or Immunities Clause protects any rights that are not enumerated in the Constitution, and, if so, how to identify those rights. That said, even if the clause does protect unenumerated rights, the Court conclusively demonstrates that abortion is not one of them under any plausible interpretive approach. Moreover, apart from being a demonstrably incorrect reading of the Due Process Clause, the quote, legal fiction end quote, of substantive due process is quote, particularly dangerous. McDonald 561 U.S., Opinion of Justice Thomas. At least three dangers favor jettisoning the doctrine entirely. First, quote, substantive due process exalts judges at the expense of the people from whom they derive their authority. End quote. Because the due process clause, quote, speaks only to process, the court has long struggled to define what substantive rights it protects. In practice, the court's approach for identifying those, quote, fundamental rights unquestionably involves policy making rather than neutral legal analysis, end quote. See also MacDonald, 561 U.S., Opinion of Justice Thomas, substantive due process is quote, "a jurisprudence devoid of a guiding principle." End quote. The court divines new rights in line with quote, "its own extra-constitutional value preferences" end quote, and nullifies state laws that do not align with the judicially created guarantees. Justice White, Thornburg v. American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Nowhere is this exaltation of judicial policymaking clearer than this Court's abortion jurisprudence. In Roe v. Wade, the Court divined a right to abortion because it, quote, felt, end quote, that, quote, the 14th Amendment's concept of personal liberty included a right of privacy that is, quote, broad enough to encompass a woman's decision whether or not to terminate her pregnancy, end quote. In Planned Parenthood of Southeastern PA v. Casey, the court likewise identified an abortion guarantee in, quote, the liberty protected by the 14th Amendment, end quote. But rather than a right of privacy, it invoked an ethereal, quote, right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life, end quote. As the Court's preferred manifestation of liberty changed, so too did the test used to protect it, as Roe's author lamented, The Roe framework is far more administrable and far less manipulable than the undue burden standard. Justice Blackman. Now, in this case, the nature of the purported liberty supporting the abortion right has shifted yet again. Respondents and the United States propose no fewer than three different interests that supposedly spring from the due process clause. They include bodily integrity, personal autonomy in matters of family, medical care, and faith, and quote, women's equal citizenship. End quote. That 50 years have passed since Roe, and abortion advocates still cannot coherently articulate the right or rights at stake proves the obvious. The right to abortion is ultimately a policy goal in desperate search of a constitutional justification. Second, substantive due process distorts other areas of constitutional law. For example, once this court identifies a quote fundamental right for one class of individuals, it invokes the Equal Protection Clause to demand exacting scrutiny of statutes that deny the right to others. See, for example, Eisenstadt, 1972, relying on Griswold to invalidate a state statute prohibiting distribution of contraceptives to unmarried persons. Statutory classifications implicating certain, quote, non-fundamental rights, quote. meanwhile, receive only cursory reviews. Similarly, this court deems unconstitutionally quote, vague or quote, overbroad those laws that impinge on its preferred rights, while letting slide those laws that implicate supposedly lesser values. Quote, in fact, our vagueness doctrine served as the basis for the first draft of the majority opinion in Roe v. Wade. End quote. And it since has been quote deployed to nullify even mild regulations of the abortion industry. End quote. Therefore, regardless of the doctrinal context, the court often quote, demands extra justification for encroachments on preferred rights while relaxing purportedly higher standards of review for less preferred rights. End quote. Substantive due process is the core inspiration for many of the Court's constitutionally unmoored policy judgments. Third, substantive due process is often wielded to, quote, disastrous ends. For instance, in Dred Scott v. Sanford, 1857, the Court invoked a species of substantive due process to announce that Congress was powerless to emancipate slaves brought into the federal territories. While Dred Scott, quote, was overruled on the battlefields of the Civil War and by constitutional amendment after Appomattox, end quote, that overruling was, quote, purchased at the price of immeasurable human suffering. Now today, the court rightly overrules Roe and Casey, Two of this Court's most notoriously incorrect substantive due process decisions, after more than 60 million abortions, have been performed. The harm caused by this Court's forays into substantive due process remains immeasurable. Because the Court properly applies our substantive due process precedents to reject the fabrication of a constitutional right to abortion, and because this case does not present the opportunity to reject substantive due process entirely, I join the Court's opinion. But, in future cases, we should, quote, follow the text of the Constitution, which sets forth certain substantive rights that cannot be taken away, and adds, beyond that, a right to due process when life, liberty, or property is to be taken away. Carlton 512 U.S., Opinion of Justice Scalia. Substantive due process conflicts with that textual command and has harmed our country in many ways. Accordingly, we should eliminate it from our jurisprudence at the earliest opportunity. I am a Christian with the searching and skeptical mind of an atheist. I don't want to believe anything that isn't true. I know both sides of the looking glass, and I know them with open eyes. I choose Christ's side. I invite you to join me from wherever you stand before the looking glass. That's this week's episode. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can have your religious cake, and eat it, too. You can have reason, respect for science, a 21st century worldview and be a Christian.